welcome to I Have Some Notes, Side Notes Edition, coming to you from uh, gloriously, mostly sunny-ish downtown Edbleton, Edbleton, home of the Edbleton Boilers. It's like the Scottish version of Edmonton. Yeah, they were close enough. My name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Greg Beaver. Also with this on uh, Side Notes Edition, we have... Scott C. Bourgeois. And... Aaron Beaver. Welcome, everybody. Uh, I guess programming footnote before we get going, Uh, Greg... Uh, we have decided to extend the uh, the I have some notes roster of rosterables. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that is a word. Speaking of words, you can look up. <laughs> yeah. So um. Uh, so uh, so we've just we kind of decided, and uh, we've kind of ran past ran, ran past a couple of people to kind of. Um, we're going to we're still going to have guests on the show and, and try to get to some you know some interesting uh, interesting folk uh, you know on, on the show. But um, uh, we've found that you know it's it's there's a challenge sometimes when you're when you're trying to book uh, guests. Yeah, so booking two guests is tough. Booking two guests is tough. So um, we're actually going to so some of the voices you've actually heard on previous episodes you'll be hearing a little bit more, including Scott C. Bourgeois. Hello. And uh, Aaron Beaver. Hello. Who you've also heard. Also, uh, We love so much, we just gave them two introductions. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Anita Bourgeois may also be on the show again. Say hi. Hi. There we go. She's in the background right she's, now. She's, she's, she's yeah. She's, Peanut yeah. gallering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> giving, us, giving us ratings the whole time we're here. Oh. <laughs> this intro's taking too long. So, <laughs> get out of the podcast kitchen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, so I think that, uh, I think that your listeners will like that change, and I know we're excited about it, I'm excited about it, and yeah, yeah, because it's good having smart people on the podcast, because we are not. We have them fooled. Second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's get to something that we haven't done for, uh, quite a while, Colin, yeah. let's talk about some fucking movies. Yeah, let's do some little side notes, um, uh, so, uh, it's been a while since we've done a side note, so Greg, why don't you get started, what's, what's been consuming your brain and your, and your time? This last uh, little chunk of time. Uh, I've been watching. Well, we've been watching The Expanse, uh, which is what's who's the author of uh, The Expanse? Uh, oh. You piled through those books so quickly. Shoot, these five hundred page sci-fi epic novels that she reads in three days. Oh, my it makes me feel bad about myself because <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I couldn't. I couldn't do that in a year. I can't remember his name. Uh, Anyway, the the Expanse is a sci-fi show uh, on sci-fi, and uh, it's kind of a little bit like Game of Thrones meets Battlestar Galactica. It has the same sort of elements okay. of uh, Game of Thrones in its power struggles. There's there's major factions uh, spread out throughout the, uh, our solar system, and it's really a really neat uh, um, sort of vision of the future. And I really like how it uh, kind of. Uh, imagines the future socially and politically. Um, uh, yeah. It's like what? Oh, sorry. The James James S. A. Comey is the author or Corey. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's what it's got like a really great diverse cast too, yeah. and like really strong strong characters on like of any gender. So that's kind of cool. Questions for those of us who have not seen Expanse. Uh, are there space dragons? Unfortunately, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> there, there's, there is space white walkers, though. Yeah, yeah. Space zombies? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Sort of. Now you've got me, now you have me intrigued. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's mostly human aliens, right? Like, it's people okay. from off-world who are different because they've been off-world for a long time. Yeah, yeah there's, there's the... people from what they call the belt, which is, uh, like, uh, 
Is, is, I guess it's on. The, is it the orc cloud that they're way out I on? Think or so yeah, they've been they they mine water. They mine ice and yeah. and minerals and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they they all in the books, not on the TV show because that would take a lot of computer effects. But they're incredibly tall and like their heads are kind of large because yeah, they grew up in zero gravity so yeah. they look completely different than oh. people who grew up in within a gravity well yeah and in the show they kind of they have a different way of speaking it's sort of afrikaans ish yeah. is that correct yeah yeah, yeah so <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of thought and care gone on you know, gone into like um you know how these different groups of people would develop and how they would view each other and, and stuff like that. And, then, and and it's kind of like uh, like Battlestar Galactica and, and uh, sort of Star Trek combined in, in the, that there's like a lot of like thought gone into like how space of travel works and and, and what and it, and it cr- creates all sorts of like different rules. Uh, like the rules of space travel have been really well thought out, and and because the rules are sort of strict, it creates a lot of different types of tension. Like for instance, the there's a lot of talk about um, how many G's are being pulled when you're going, uh, you know, very fast in space travel, yeah. and what that does to the body. There's this. Cool. They, it's called the. It's called juice. They like shoot it in. It's like basically they shoot meth into their system to like keep from their hearts collapsing yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. so they kind of thought what would happen like you have to go faster than a certain amount but your body starts collapsing yeah. at a certain point yeah. so mm. yeah you need the juice in order so you don't pass out from yeah. all the g's you're pulling didn't think of that did you start trying <laughs> no <laughs> that's what inertial dampers oh that's right the inertial dampers <laughs> um. but those ships have their own gravity right yeah so um. like would would it if you have your own gravity? Would you would you feel the G force? Where would the G force come I feel, from? Feel like I or would you just feel so many different G forces a... all at the same time <laughs> just the pull you apart? The bridge would just be painted red <laughs> <laughs> and android parts, just like puddles of uh, yeah. and isolinear chips everywhere. <laughs> taking over. Cool, that's pretty cool. Uh, Scott, something you want to throw in the side notes? Well. Uh, if we're talking about TV, uh, yeah. Nita and I just got into an older show, actually, because we obtained one of those streaming boxes for Christmas. Oh, yeah. So we've been able to watch some old shows, just finding them streaming. Yeah. And uh, we got turned on to a show called Leverage. Leverage. Oh. Uh, which is, which Nita really likes. Uh, Nita likes heists. Yeah. She loves, like, the Oceans movies oh, yeah. and whatnot, even if they're corny. And Leverage, every episode is a heist. It's like a group of con artists who have come together to help out the little guy when they're being picked on by, like, corporations or government officials, people who the law just can't touch. Yeah. So this group of thieves basically is like, oh, well, we'll we'll take care of you. We'll take this guy down for you. And so they put together an elaborate con, usually, and then get the guy to expose himself or herself to uh, something illegal, and they get taken down. It's... Formulaic, but it's the cool kind of formulaic. Yeah. yeah. And the characters are all really interesting, and it's actually been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Cool. I saw the first season, I think, and then it just trailed off for no reason, but I liked it a lot. It's yeah. a fun show. What about, I want to say, five seasons? Uh, wow. So it, it got a decent run. Oh. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I'm going to take this uh, into uh, like place I normally do. So we've got like a very good uh, methodical show, like Expanse. 
It's a very intelligent child. Average. I've watched uh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates recently. <laughs> um, just because the uh, wife and I are house hunting and kind of combat some of the stress from that. Just needed to watch some just some just cheesy, cheesy comedies. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised how much I enjoyed this movie. I didn't think much of it, but maybe that was part of the joy is, is you go in with a low expectation. Um, I think Zach Efron is actually a pretty good comedic actor, which is weird. He has really good timing. Like, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think of it. You're judging from, you know, Zach Efron, right? I know Greg's looking at me kind yeah. of like... He was ah. in Neighbors, wasn't he? He was well, in Neighbors, yeah. 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 But yes, this is why I'm looking suspicious at you, because I saw Neighbors, and it is <laughs> on my list of most hated films of all time. <laughs> and I've seen Neighbors too. and even coming out, it's kind of like, okay, you know, you're just, you're just, you're just, you play a frat boy, that's your thing, right? And that's kind of, you know, even going into this, um, is the same thing, but even, uh, he's paired up with uh, Adam Devine, I think is his name, or Devine, I think is his name. Yeah, who's, the, from Workaholics. Yeah, from Workaholics. Um, who, and maybe that's the difference is that, so Adam's shtick looks like it's like, you know, really gloriously overacting and kind of just like really, really big movements. And, and Zach obviously is not as pronounced as that. Um, but yeah, I just kind of noticed, I was kind of like, I laughed more at him than I expected to. Uh, the big takeaway from the movie, though, is I think the, what I is this next Hollywood's next shining star, is uh, Sugar Lynn, the, so the uh, Zach, uh, so the, the sister who's actually the wedding, it's actually played by Sugar Lynn Beard, who's actually, if you're of a certain age, you may recognize, recognize from YTV's The Zone. Oh, really? Back in the, back in the 90s. <laughs> oh, she had the really high-pitched voice. Yeah, she had the really high-pitched voice. So she's, oh, no, she's, no. yeah, she's, she's, she's the sister. Oh, good for her. Yeah, and she's, she's actually really, really funny in the movie, too. Huh. So Whatever happened to PJ Fresh Phil? <laughs> That's a good question. Whatever happened to that guy? Yeah. Where the, in the where are they nows? Yeah, so she's Whatever happened to Snit? Is he he's a good Snit still around? He's probably in a warehouse somewhere. <laughs> he's probably fired with all the other... Uh, if we have any U.S. US listeners, listeners, that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a deep Canadian cut right there. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, but uh, yeah, but so I was... Because I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I recognize, I recognize the voice... Looks vaguely familiar. And as soon as the movie's done, looked it up. I'm like, oh my god, it's, that's that's Sugar. She's there. So, oh. cracking Hollywood. Good for you, Sugar. Excellent. Greg, what else you got? Uh, well, I watched Moana. Oh yeah, that? Uh, and I think that kind of upset Aaron because I was <laughs> I watched it when I was sick, and then she, like, she came home when I told her I watched, it, and she was like, no, I wanted <laughs> to see that too. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we, oh really? We actually saw it in theater and. When the movie ended, someone like two rows up from us shouted, "Best movie ever!" Uh, <laughs> really? It was like it was like a like a preteen kid, but wow. still, well, they adorable. clearly really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I usually I usually hate uh, the musical bits of these Disney Disney movies. Yeah, and I found myself uh, with the songs stuck in my head. For quite some time how would after you, I finished How would you compare to, co- uh, with kind of the other kind of recent, like, um, like Finding Dory and Zootopia and that sort of stuff? How would you... Because I've heard those are very, very good, and I was kind of like, and I watched them all, and I'm like, yeah, all right. I think it's several levels above okay, either of those movies. Like, okay. the, the Finding Dory is probably the last place of the three, I think, for me. Uh, Zootopia is just like a, yeah, it's like a fun little romp, but this yeah. one, this one, uh, just feels a little special. Yeah, yeah. It, it hits all the right emotional notes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and it's, and you know, it's nice that it's, it's not a story about white people. That's fun. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's something that, uh, like, I don't know that much about, um, the, the Samoan culture. Yeah. Right, and I, so that was uh, that was sort of really interesting to okay. get a, get a, I mean, obviously, it's not 
factual based or whatever, but like it was kind of celebrate something new. Yeah, it's a legend. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I also like that the uh, the the movie telegraphs its ending very well. But not in a way that makes you go like, ho hum, I know where this is going. In a way that okay. makes you go, yes, this is the place where it had to go. Yeah. And it's it's well earned. Okay. And I thought that that kind of made the the whole arc of the movie feel really good, honestly. Yeah. It was it was a nice, well-written, very complete movie. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the voice uh, performances are excellent. Yeah, yeah, the rock absolutely. is great. And, uh, and the girl, I don't remember her name plays uh, Moana is excellent. Jermaine and Clement makes an appearance. Oh, yeah, the Flight of the Concords. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> excellent. Uh, Scott, what about yourself? Anything else? Or what, uh, else? what else would you like to add to side notes? We recently, speaking of cartoon movies, we recently saw Lego Batman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which was quite a good movie, actually. Really? Uh, I would... I would rank it below the Lego movie, but I know Anita liked it more than the Lego movie. And Anita might be of the opinion that it's the best Batman movie. I was just going to ask, where do you rank that in the list of Batman <laughs> movies? I, it's, it would be in my top five, definitely. Okay, excellent. But uh, I don't know if I'd rank it number one. But I can see why a lot of people might have Oh, wait, so, which is, so what's ahead of it then? Oh, <laughs> I did like The Dark Knight of all of the, the Nolan yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, okay. The original Tim Burton one is still pretty good, and it actually holds up. Uh, this, is this going in, in descending order of love, uh, or yeah. is this just sort of random? This, well, I, I need to I need to set down and do some science so, to put it in an actual. So this will be your homework for the next side note. Uh, uh, no, the nineteen sixties Batman movie is definitely in the top five. Like it's <laughs> it's awful, but I watched it when I was a kid, and so it's got that nostalgic. Sure, yeah. Have you watched it again recently? Oh, it's awful. It's, it is terrible. It is, but it's but it's same It's a, it's great. But you it's can, you can have you can. Have they're having so much fun in the movie. It is just I, bananas. I think the it's, shark scene is just, it's just the shark an amazing repellent makes an appearance in the Lego Batman <laughs> oh, movie. Yes. Just okay. a total callback. I, wa- to I watched, I watched, the, I watched the bat like the '60s Batman movie a couple years ago, and again, I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, and it was like the same thing. Oh, I was, it was so corny. I used to watch it when I was a kid, and I laughed my face off. <laughs> I could not believe just how like, like it was great. That was maybe that was the the start of like getting tired of all the grim and gritty superhero stuff where it's just yeah. Batman running back and forth on a pier with a giant bomb. Just, Sometimes you just can't get yeah. rid of a bomb. Exactly. <laughs> I used to watch uh, the original uh, that sixties TV series every day when I got home on oh, yeah. YTV. In it fact. was syndicated. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. There we go. Yeah. Cool. Good Aaron, times. what about yourself? Uh, like, no. We were just talking. The new Mass Effect game came out, so I've been playing that a little bit. I haven't gotten too far yet. I just got on the ship. How many Mass Effect games are, and is there a Lego version? Not yet. Oh, okay. there I'm sure be. there is one oh, coming. Be fun. <laughs> if any, if there's any sort of like uh, property that can uh, absorb other properties, it's Lego. It's true. <laughs> so just know, just for so I'm so I'm not as into video games as I used to, but Mass Effect is out of. Bioware, yep. yeah. So that's that's an Edmonton. That's that's a hometown. It is Edmonton for, thing. This one was made in Montreal. Actually. Oh, it's the really? First, it's the first Mass Effect game that they shipped out. Is of Edmonton. that why it's not as good? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but they tried. There's no Edmonton I'm references. Sorry, They're throwing some shade at the <laughs> Montreal <laughs> developers. No references to White f- Ave or uh, Green Onion Cake. Yeah, exactly. Sadly, no. There might be some <laughs> Montreal references, but I wouldn't get them because oh, I don't okay. really know Montreal. No. Yeah, but. 
it's their first major game there, so they tried. You gotta start somewhere. Is there a reason why they did Montreal and not Edmonton? Because Edmonton's probably working on a different project. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. So I think they, they kind of like shipped a, it off. Then. Yeah, oh. I think they're probably working on Dragon Age, and there's a, I think, I don't know. I think there's another property there's they a, are. Sort of there. like a new IP that they're working I think on? So, yeah. Mm. The uh, yeah, I've also I also picked up Mass Effect Andromeda, the fourth game in the series. For those of you keeping count, uh, it's okay, it's fine. The story's quite good. That's always been Bioware's big thing. Yeah, the gameplay is flawed, but the gameplay has never been Bioware's big thing. Yeah, so. the story's always that. So, in the, in the scheme of things, is this kind of like uh, Mass Effect's Uncharted three? Uh, sure. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> you, you said that is you probably haven't played the Uncharted. Thread. I, I have the Uncharted games, but I never actually played them to much extent. I bought them. I bought like a box set of them on sale and played most of the first one, and then was just like, "Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that." Uh, I, I, the second one actually gets really good. Oh, there <laughs> second one, maybe I'll need to put some time. I, I, play, I played all three. Like actually, I think I actually own all three of the Uncharted games, yeah. but I don't remember how they separate. Like I remember these. I can remember different scenes from from the sure. games, yeah. but, you know, but I can't remember which one is which. While they do have a lot so, of pretty similar, yeah, kind of repeating yeah. story arcs, shoot, and stuff shoot, like that. shoot, so shoot, puzzle, not, puzzle, puzzle, puzzle. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. Shoot, really shoot, all shoot. that surprising. And no. it's the same characters most of the time, so it's feels yeah. like a TV show that just keeps on going. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, sort of like the uh, video game equivalent of an episode of Castle or something. That's just like. <laughs> Same stuff, just sort of reorganized a little bit. Yeah. Now, uh, I actually treated myself to two video games this week because I had a week off and oh, could oh, devote some time to them. So in addition to Mass Effect Andromeda, I also picked up uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. Which is cool. Yeah. And that is a fun game. Hmm. Uh, it is, you are a hunter, huntress, you are a lady character, mm-hmm. uh, in a post-apocalyptic future where you live in a tribal society and you hunt robot dinosaurs with your bow and arrow nice. all my childhood genes so basically yeah so there that's the elevator pitch go buy it like that's pretty great yeah i do want to pick it up but i knew mass effect was coming out so i i'm holding off yeah we'll have to, to play that we'll have to wait with the baby coming and all it's just like we gotta pace ourselves on these uh, video games <laughs> and, other, and other expenses <laughs> <laughs> have you announced that on the podcast yet? No, I don't. Well, think there you have. go. First reference on side news. <laughs> there you go. Um, can we introduce a new section of uh, side notes, Colin, where we discuss film news? Sure, why not? Because one of the yeah, some time. <laughs> there should be like uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like some old timey <laughs> newsreel music to separate. The time now, film news. <laughs> Because we, we learned um, this past week that uh, the powers that be in Hollywood have decided Uh-oh. that uh, Matrix is uh, is in need, desperate need of a reboot. Yes, 1999's The Matrix. <laughs> so, my question to you guys... It's taken them so long since they rebooted Spider-Man every Four like, or five yeah. times since then, yeah. yeah. Uh, my question to you guys is like, is The Matrix something that needs a reboot... Or is we always I always say on the podcast that like uh, when you reboot something there has to be a reason to do it a different angle to come at it with the the Matrix is very much a product of its time and I I, I say that with the caveat that the Matrix is a very good movie the first one the, especially yeah, the is a very, is a very good, good movie, movie. 
Um, but it was it was like right on the cusp of that Y two K thing, yeah. and it was in like questioning reality was in the zeitgeist because like existence came out around the same time there were a bunch of movies that kind of were hitting on the same themes and it, it works because of when it came out and i think that's almost one of the reasons why the two sequels weren't as great in a way and and i, I so i don't know and i don't know if it's i don't know if if it needs a reboot because it's so 1999. Like, yeah, I think, I think it also had some things that you hadn't seen in movies before, like, also like true, the yeah. bullet time thing. And, you know, like the, the really, you know, the kind of the, you know, the, the choreography when it comes to the fighting and the gunfights and stuff like that. Yeah. But I there, think... there, there would likely be some extra <laughs> pressure on this new movie to do something wild with yeah. special effects because that was a part of what made the matrix yeah. so special. I, 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 I do I do think they're going to have so if, if the whole point of rebooting the rebooting anything is because you're taking existing properties that people know and love you don't have to introduce them to things yeah I think they they are going to have a problem because I guess Scott mentioned I think everyone loves Matrix no one loves Reloaded or what was well, the other one I am a staunch defender of both yeah. those movies because uh, I feel like the more uh, the more I've rewatched Reloaded and uh, Whatever. What's Evolutions? Evolution. Evolution. Revolutions. Revolutions. <laughs> right. I knew it was an R word. <laughs> but like the more I've watched those two movies, the more I've, I've appreciated what the Wachowskis were trying to do with those films. And and I and I, 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 I encourage people to go back and, and give them give them another watch. And just and, and you might not feel uh, uh, as disappointed by it. like the thing about the the Matrix and Reloaded uh, is that. They're two very different movies because the, the the Matrix is all about the mystery of what the Matrix is and this this really satisfying reveal as you're taken into the world and you're exploring with Neo what this new world is all about, right? Yep. Whereas the, the second movie, everything is already established. We already we already know what the Matrix is. We already know who uh, you know who the villain is and all this kind of stuff. So it, it it's probably a little jarring that you're that, that the the adventure is is, is starting out. At a, at a much different place. There's no mystery or anything like that. So, kind of, if you watch the whole the trilogy back to back to back, you know, it's. I think it's actually a good watch, and you can kind of get a, a good idea of what uh, what the themes and and uh, and little in philosophies that are trying to throw yeah. in there. Yeah. All right. Should we put this to a vote? Whether so, should we all in favor of rebooting the Matrix? Yeah. I will say that <laughs> all opposed. Yeah, there are a lot of hands. The, the opposed have it. I will the say that it's alone. been suggested that they might actually give it sort of the the Star Wars Force Awakens treatment, where it's kind of not really a reboot so much as sort of like an ancillary movie. Like we've, we, you know, we kind of, I don't know, it's like, a, is it a half boot? Yeah, <laughs> like maybe. where they, where you know, you take you take some of the elements from the original trilogy and you sort of plug them in so that we do indeed know that this, this is a legitimate Matrix movie, and then we move on with other characters. Someone on the Facebook thread, as I recall, had mentioned that uh, they might be looking at doing like a prequel movie because there were See, previous okay. Matrixes, yeah. so you could almost do a story of I, one of those previous I, I, Matrixes. I had once thought, what, what, like an interesting, and I think this was on the Facebook page, about, uh, it was talking about like Morpheus and his kind of yeah. uh, thing. I, I, I once kind of thought that having, having a story wrapped around Trinity would be really interesting as a way to kind of establish that, okay, I, I, so for Morpheus, 
Morphe's going to find Trinity and kind of building her up as way to say, okay, I'm going to go find the one, but before I do, I need someone that's going to kind of, like, protect him and kind of watch over him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think that'd be... You know, in the... in I think it's... Uh, in the first movie, they talk about um, a guy who who was the first out of the Matrix. Right? The first yeah. guy to, to get out and yeah. uh, and then free the rest of them. And that story might be interesting. The, yeah, the story okay of, like, of the, the, the guy who, who got out of the Matrix and then just like woke up and like, okay, now what? <laughs> so it's like, this is a terrible world. <laughs> How do I make this livable? I think we agree then. We're interested in more stories set in the Matrix universe, but not necessarily a reboot of the Neo story. Yeah, no, no certainly not. I guess not, unless Keanu Reeves is in it. In which case, I'm always for that. <laughs> no, I want him to just keep making John Wicks. Oh, there we go. He can do I both. Just, I'd rather they just give the Wachowskis more money to do something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wachowskis got to eat. I don't think... Are they even involved in this? I thought they I weren't even involved. So. Yeah, I don't think yeah, so. Just, I don't yeah. want Matrix money. I want Wachowski Which, money. Yeah. Like, even when they make something weird and flawed, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Sense8 is incredible. I think yeah. it's actually one of my favorite TV shows right now. Yeah. Uh, any other movie news before we wrap it up? No, that's all I had. Oh, okay. Anyone else want anything <laughs> to movie news? I just news? wanted to complain about that. Movie, movie news or such? Mm, I don't no? think so. Sorry. The, like, the, the End one, of episode! The, 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 the one thing I'll add, and I'm not sure if this is a thing now, but but I saw on my on my Instagram feed and alerted me to to that. So apparently there's a... So at, at this at this taping, we're taping this on... What day is it today? The 23rd? 23rd? Apparently, so by the time... So on the 25th, there either will be or has been a Justice League trailer has come out, but they're actually do, doing little 15 seconds mini trailers for the trailer oh, to be stop. released. Stop. Because all of a sudden I saw this stuff about, like, oh, look at how rad Batman looks. And I'm like, what's so going on? Trailers for trailers. Trailer. Uh, I mean, they've been, doing, they've been doing this for, for the actual for ages. Yeah. And another thing that they've started to do when you watch when you watch a trailer on like YouTube or something like that is oh, they, they like, give you like a 10 second like snippet snippet of the trailer before you're watching the trailer like what is this why am I watching this just show me the trailer what's happening anyway I don't I don't understand Arr, you get off my lawn I'm sure somewhere in, in Hollywood some marketing guy has figured out why this crap is necessary but it's really just irritating it's me. to build hype mm-hmm. it's all about the hype soon it'll be two second trailers for 15 second trailers <laughs> oh, four minute trailers absolutely or will be 100%. stingers for teasers for <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's up uh, that's, uh, that's it for side notes uh, follow us on uh, Facebook Twitter uh, review the podcast and leave us a review and uh, yeah we do the regular show here right Yep. So this will be out uh, on Friday, which is tomorrow, and then the full episode will be out on the following Monday. Sweet! So this will be shortest turnaround, side notes. Oh, there we go. Greg's not sleeping for the next, like, three days. (laughs) Yeah. 